Welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock. And as you know, I'll be your host every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. How about that football game the other day, huh? You had those uh, Patriots from the Foxborough, Boston area, New England area, the New England Patriots. Facing off against the Atlanta Falcons, and uh, I actually, coming into the game, I thought it was going to be a great game. Uh, I was a little disappointed by the first 45 or so minutes of the game. Disappointed in that it just wasn't such a great game. I mean, let's be honest. The first 45 minutes, it was exciting in that Atlanta was potentially pulling off what many thought would be an upset. Um, But otherwise, the the game itself wasn't great, and and I know, obviously, we know what happens at the end of the game. New England makes a comeback. And uh, spoiler alert, they win, but the game itself was not a great game. So, like, you're going to hear many people that it was the greatest Super Bowl ever. Meh. The game was not fun for 45 minutes. Greatest comeback ever? Yes. I'll give that to you. Sure. Greatest game ever? Come on. I've seen better regular season games. This game didn't have the punch, then the counter punch, then the counter to the counter. It was Atlanta going up big. And then uh, after some unfortunate... Play calling, if you want to blame the offensive coordinator or the coach, whatever it was. Atlanta just simply couldn't put together a few, you know, first downs in a row and New England's defense stepped up and then New England's offense stepped up. Obviously, when you have the probably the greatest quarterback to ever play, that's uh, it's always a possibility. I was at a party at a friend and they were down 28-3. And he's like, I'm telling you, New England, if there's a team that could do it, New England could, uh, New England can do it. Then another friend piped up, hey, I'll give you a million to one odds that New England's not going to win this game. My friend did not take those odds, and uh, he'd be a millionaire if he did. But yeah, what a game. The Patriots made the comeback. They won. I think at the end of it, everyone enjoyed their night even though the first you know two hours was not so fun but uh how about that halftime show huh Arya Kunstler the kosher halftime show if you checked it out on Nachum Siegel Network um then I know you had a great halftime performance shown to you if you haven't checked it out go to youtube.com type in type in kosher halftime show 2017 it stars Arya Kunstler and we think Arya they have an all orchestra courtside grill where the Halftime performance took place, um, but definitely go ahead, find the video. It's on our Facebook page. Go ahead, like it, share it. Um, we want to spread the word because it was a fantastic performance. Arya did an excellent job. So uh, go ahead and share it on all your social media platforms because I know Jamie Turkel, our assistant programming director and social media coordinator, would greatly appreciate that. So we have plenty coming up here on Bite Size. An interview, Tova Kanach interviewed Eitan Freilich and Alicia Levy. And I know there's a little surprise in that interview, so uh, make sure to check that out at about 9.30 a.m. or so, the bottom of the hour. We'll have Joanna Shepson on a little later about uh, Kavlan Or, another opportunity and a great organization to run for in the Jerusalem Marathon. So be sure to check that out um, maybe about, let's say, 10.15 or so. And I could already tell you, unfortunately, this week, you know what, I, uh, I'm going to save it for a little later, so uh, 
make sure to tune in for the whole show. But plenty more coming up, plenty of music, plenty of great interviews. And we're going to go with Mahapecha Shel Simcha, one of the staples here. And maybe we're going to open up with that song every week. It's such a great song. Put a smile to everyone's face. It's a Wednesday morning, middle of the week. Sometimes it's uh, people are a little gloomy at this point. The weather yesterday certainly didn't help. Middle of the week, you're like, oh, I got to pull through. I got another half a week to go. But here, this song should definitely put a smile on your face. So, Mahapecha, Shel Simcha, you're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, נשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים hey, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים
Welcome back to Bite Size. That was Ivri Anochi off of Benny Friedman's new album, Filled the World with Light. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's a new uh, video for that song, so go ahead and check that out. If I'm lying, I apologize, but I don't always lie. I don't tend to lie, so uh, hopefully I'm not lying about this one. So here we are with Tova Knecht's interview. Tova, a regular contributor here on Bite Size. She interviewed Eitan Freilich with Alicia Levy. Again, I did tell you, I'm hinting to it, there is a little surprise during the interview. So be aware for that. But here's Tova with Eitan and Alicia. You're tuned to the Bite Size right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting here in the beautiful Mamila Hotel overlooking the old city walls with Eitan Freilich and Alicia Levy. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, I've been trying to speak to you. You've been traveling in and out of Israel for... I think like six or seven times, right? Seriously. (laughs) But you were in Eilat, you were up north, I don't know, you were everywhere, except here in Yerushalayim. And, uh, I don't know, then it's Mitzvah Shabbos, and I get a phone message, and Eitan says, ah, I'm here, come meet me. So I said, oh my God, of course, I'm coming to meet you. Listen, after six or seven times, we have to finally, <laughs> we have to finally meet. We have to put this on an actual recording. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, so as I mentioned, you traveled in from England. Yes. What is the purpose of uh, you being in Israel right now? So usually I travel in for work, which is also very nice. But this time I've traveled in, um, I've just done a show in England. And on Monday, and uh, it was all very nice, very exciting, truly humbling in a way. Yeah. But uh, I decided just to come here. It's a very special place to go. And as you said, I don't usually get to come to your Shalayim, but I love your Shalayim. It's very special. So I thought, what's the best place to come? And uh, even perhaps even say thank you afterwards is your Shalayim. So I came. I went to the Kotel tonight. It was beautiful. And uh, I think it's very special to be here. I saw a picture you posted on Facebook yes. already. Yes, Click already. like, for sure. <laughs> uh, so you're an incredible performer, incredible singer. My kids uh, have your songs playing on repeat. Thank you. Do you know what? Honestly, it's the biggest compliment when kids, kids really, um, uh, I, I guess they, they connect with the songs. For me, that's like, makes it worth it. When I'm yeah, with so kids. my kids are dancing to your music <laughs> and singing along. So when did all of this start? Uh, when did you get into this is a good question music? it's a good question um, I guess I, I was very young uh, when it started my, my grandpa was a cousin uh, in London and one of the big shuls in London and I guess I didn't go into chazanut but okay good <laughs> but uh, we wouldn't be sitting here no, <laughs> personally no 100% but I, you know so music has definitely filled our home since I was young and I guess I started when I was 13, my bar mitzvah, my cousins for my bar mitzvah got me a keyboard and I got a speaker system. I started playing at small events and sherebrokas and parties and those sort of small things. And then slowly, I gradually, they got bigger and bigger. And then I went for voice training. I went to Yeshiva. I came back, did more voice training. And then eventually, I, uh, I, I did bigger weddings and, and bigger performances. And, and then I, I spoke to Yossi Green and he spoke to me and I joined up with my, teamed up with my producer Avi Newmark and then it went uh-huh. from there and I kind of stopped. It's just gone more and more and more. Amazing. So you come from a musical family. Yes. Have any uh, specific life experiences shaped your music? A hundred percent. My father passed away when I was younger. Uh, my father passed away when I was one so I didn't really yeah. get to know him. But uh, 
from what I know, he was very musical, and this is why my parents have very much supported the, what I do. Okay. Uh, always, always support what I do, which I'm very lucky because it's not an easy thing to support. It's not the normal thing. You know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm a singer, and it's not, you know, it's not the easiest thing to support. And they have supported me wholeheartedly. In fact, they're the ones, they're the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. And wow. um, you know, my mum and my stepdad definitely supported me along the way, and my brothers too. My brothers are not so musical, uh -huh. but they see the value of doing it, and they uh, and they very much encourage me. So wow. thanks for them. So when you're sitting around the Shabbos table, yes, do you have a favorite zemmer to sing? It's a good question. I think about Shabbos. My favorite thing about Shabbos is Kabbalah Shabbos. Uh -huh. For me, that was the first affair I davened when I turned to mitzvah. I had a whole weekend and very nice. But yeah. for me, it was that pivotal moment of. Davening Kabbalah Shabbos myself for the first time. There's something about that that's very like beautiful and inspiring for me. Kabbalah Shabbos, when you do that Moshe Aaron, is is for me my most uplifting part. Wow, amazing. Okay, so what is there a specific type of music style that you gravitate to that for singing and for listening to? Is there anything specific? Yeah, I get, when we did when we were recording the album and we were looking for songs and Avi was bringing to me thousands of suggestions, it was probably the most grueling part of the album process because here you are listening to composers who have composed like the most incredible songs that we know between like from Vahisha from Omda, like Yonatan Razel, we had Yitzi Waldner, Ellie Schwab, all these great composers who have composed so much mm -hmm. and you can see where they write from, they write from a very special place so for me Jewish music is connecting uh, to that place that they've written it from. So, for example, uh, when Eitan Katz sings a song, or Sherman Katz sings a song, when Jakob Schwecki sings a song, when any of these artists sing a song, which is what I hope to do as well, uh -huh. is they sing it, it doesn't matter what, for me, it doesn't matter what genre it is, what style it is, but it's as, as long as it comes from the right place, then, then I connect to it. As long as you connect it, I can connect to lots of different songs, but as long as it comes from the right place, I'm happy. As long as it's done for the right reason, yeah. then I'm happy. And I'm very good. I'm very happy about that. So have you started writing your own music? So yeah, well, basically the way it works is I work with composers. So okay. I don't necessarily write it myself. Okay. Uh, I've worked with amazing talent. On the album there was Ari Goldwag, Yitzhi Waldner. Yeah. Brilliant people. Do you know what? They're such nice people themselves, which is what makes They're it... sincere. You could... But that's, yeah. that's why I'm in the job. I'm not in the job because... So I, you're not in the job for, for right. other, other any, other, any other reason than you want to be genuine. You right. want to... Uh, people always ask me, they say, oh, you're not bored of it. You do that. Isn't every wedding the same? Isn't meeting every... But it's right. not. It's I not. always say it's an adrenaline. It's, it's, it's a massive mitzvah. It's like each time you get more and more, you want more. It's addictive. You right. want more and more and more. So for me, you don't get bored. And working with these amazing people is definitely um, very fun and, and inspiring because you get to you get to so I work with them and I change things sometimes like for example my song Halila Ari wrote it for us and uh, I listened and I said that ah, I don't really like the verse but I love the chorus so he rewrote it uh -huh. and, and then I connected so you have your own input 100% Amazing. very much so so and for each of your uh, music videos you're bringing in other people Alicia's yes. sitting here. So that is exactly why Alicia's here. So why is Alicia here? Who is Alicia? <laughs> Alicia, you introduce yourself. Go on. Ah, well, um, I'm originally from London. Um, around, uh, I'd say about 10 years ago, me and Eitan worked on a, a song yeah. back in the day. Um, times. For uh, another charity cause. And I heard he was making his album and, you know, music was coming like in an official way and it was very exciting. Uh -huh. And, you know, I went to the army. And I was giving back to Amisra in my way. Well, Kolakavod, first of all, oh, for being you. a Chayabo did, wow. leaving your thank home you. in England and moving to Israel thank and you. doing incredible things here. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, Eitan said to me that he 
he actually sent me a, I don't know if you sent me a recording or I heard like the something, demo, yeah, yeah, a demo of Amisra and I said that's going to be a huge hit. <laughs> I said I love it and Israelis are going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Because not only the tune, the words, you know, Amisra Achai, it, it hits, you know, it hits home to, any, you know, to yeah. anyone. And so when he said he wanted to make the music video, I was, you know, I was really happy. You were in. You yeah, were in. I was in straight away. Because <laughs> that's his way of giving back to Amisral through his music. Yeah. And, you know, I really wanted to be involved. It was fantastic. He was actually with us the first day of filming. Yeah. And it was a very fun day. Uh, definitely, we were at the Kotel. We were filming it. It was something beautiful about it. And what actually happened, which was funny, is that we were dancing with loads of groups of, of people at the Kotel. Right. And we just forgot about the cameras for a moment. And it was a very special moment. That's just, the first scene in the video, Yeah, the first right? scene yeah. in the video. And it was yeah. actually the first thing we shot. Uh, and, and we just forgot why we were filming. And we actually genuinely got into yeah. it. And that, I think, is why we enjoyed it so yeah. much. And that's why it worked out. But that's why you see, you see the sincerity yeah. in it. It's I mean, so genuine. There were people there. There was obviously a few people who knew that this music video was actually happening. <laughs> and the rest probably thought he was a tourist at the cartel. Who knew? They could have thought it was Who knew? And like, people were genuinely getting excited and jumping yeah. up and down. It was, it was amazing. It really what was. What I loved about that scene specifically is that there's people uh, of all di from diff all different walks of life together yeah. singing the same song. And for me, that, that is special. And that's genuinely, you know, people will say and it's very cliche, but in, in all honesty, that is what it's about. There's it so much you can do in the world. And just for those few minutes coming together, yeah. when all Jews are together singing the same song, all together in unison, there's something very awesome and unique about that. So on that note, before we continue the interview, yes. on that note, talking about Am Yisrael Chai, I'm just sitting here thinking, the audience wants to hear you sing it. So would you give us a very short... <laughs> so, okay, so my deal to that is I'll do it. Okay. But if Alicia sings with me. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, guys, you're welcome. Here you go. <laughs> okay, all right, let's go. Sing Am Yisrael Chai? Yeah. Let's go. Am Yisrael Chai, Mali Meshtay Adai, Misagel Kadima, Yehush Chasedai, Kulanu Achim Vahitchem Ani Am Yisrael Chai. Wow. Okay, so if people are not following you already, after they heard that, they are for sure going to follow you. So how do they find you on social media? Okay, so... Because you are very socially, I mean, active. Yeah, between me and my team, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I guess all of them, right? All of them. YouTube, that's, that's, that's social media in a way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're on all of them. And uh, yeah, we definitely have a lot of interactivity with fans and the supporters there. So they can find you, your, the name of your page on... Yeah, Eight on Friday. Eight on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, amazing. So I'm going to ask a question that I asked to everybody I interview. You know, you, you come to Israel, hopefully one day you'll live here and one you won't day. have to travel back and forth. And, uh, you know, the, the purpose of my interviews is to, you know, get people to really have such an appreciation for Israel and, their po and Israel positivity. Uh, hopefully to convince people to make the move over here. But if they're not able to make the move over here, at least to visit as often as possible. And you are definitely doing your part. I'm sure that you're, you know, adding up those points on your flights. Um, so you're here all the time. Uh, I'll ask Alicia also, but Eitan, uh, can you tell us what is your Israel happy place? If there's one place in Israel you can think of that it, makes you It's very, happy. very cliche, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> but okay. I, guess, I guess a lot of people have said the same thing, but there is, um, you'll probably think I'm going to say the Kotel, but there's, there's, it's, it's the Kotel, but 
I don't know if anyone would have done it, but I recommend certainly if you do come to Rishalayim to, to do it. But there's the Kotal Tunnels. Yeah. And there's a part in the in the Kotal Tunnels, which is one of the holiest places you can go to, and they always suggest there that you would dub and you say something, you say Tehillim, or you dub a Minuf and Mara there. Yeah. And uh, for me, that would be my most special part. That's the closest place we can get to, to where the Beis Hamikdash was. And, and for me, that's my special part. That's somewhere that a happy place, if you say that I could go to. There's if you go back a little bit, I mean, I travel around a lot of Israel, right. uh, singing and working with different composers, and there's no feeling like driving into your Shalaya, right? It's true. There is absolutely, uh. there's just that feeling. I was saying, I travel all over the world, and it's very fun, and you get to see different cultures, and, yeah. and it's very, I find it all fascinating, and it's something that I love to do, but there is no feeling like being home. And, and it is like driving through your Shalayim yeah. towards the Kotel, I feel home. And there's no other word. Like, there's, I don't love, I, don't, I mean, I don't love anything more than that, and it's just that feeling that I get, such positive, positive feelings, that I, 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 there's nothing like it. Honestly. I get to experience that every day. You're very lucky, and I think it's the same with singing, you don't get bored of it. You you just, I do not don't. get bored of Yerushalayim ever, it is the best I, I place to be. I completely understand, I completely relate to that. I love it. Alicia, what, what, do you, what would you well, say? Well, Eitan said about the Kotel Tunnels, so he's like very close to the point, <laughs> but I say my favourite like, place in Jerusalem is actually the Tayelet, which is, ah. um, you know, the view looking over, it's actually quite far, it's near I Katamon. Was, I was just there, actually. Right. I did an interview. Um, Sorry to interrupt, but we did film part of the music video. There you go. There you go. Ah. There you go. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's such a gorgeous And stuff. it's just incredible, because yeah. you see the whole history of it. You see yeah. the modern history, you know, you have the mosque, you have the, you know, the Arab part of it. Right. And then you have, you know, the Jewish quarter. You see it all there, you know, evolving right in front of your face. It's, it's really special. It's remarkable just to think that we're actually looking at the real yeah. view. And it's not like we're looking at a painting. Yes. Yeah. But we're actually there. Yeah. Wow. So those are amazing places. 100%. And um, I wish you continued success Amazing. in all your music. And Amazing. hopefully one day I'll get to hear, you know, I'll bring my kids to a live concert. <laughs> in Israel. In Israel. Amazing. And, uh, yeah. Thank so. you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks, and have a <laughs> safe, safe flight back to Amazing. London. And, yes, God willing, Amazing. soon back to Israel. <laughs> and back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Alicia and Eitan. Eitan and Alicia. That's Eitan Freilich, Alicia Levy. A great interview. Uh, and we thank you for spending the time with Tova to hear all the wonderful things going on right now. Again, Tova Connect is tovanisrael.com, Tova in Israel on Facebook. She's a must-follow for anyone, for, I mean, for anyone, period, and then for anyone that's looking just for things pro-Israel or things that are going on in Israel, um, promoting different things, different events, exciting events. Check her out, tovanisrael.com or Tova in Israel on Facebook. More coming up. Your tunes at the bite size right here on the Nachum Single Network.
the world make over. Mashiach will come take over. You ain't gotta be me or see what I see. All you gotta do is take a look forward. Lift up your eye to the sky. Spread out your hands. Say thank you. Smile. Get them up. Put them up. Leave them up. Ha ha. Yep, yep. Pump up the value every day. Stand in place. Heart racing. No words to say. Pressure building. Trying to hold my face. Mind drifting like not today. Wake up from everything. Break out your shell and scream. Ha shim. You're the king. Ha shim. You're the king. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch, Le'olam Va'em. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem
Hashem Melech 2.0, that's Nisim Black and Gad Elbaz. Nisim Black will be in studio with Nachum Siegel Thursday morning. That's tomorrow morning at 7.45 a.m. So make sure to check that out. That's uh, probably one of my go-tos when it comes to Nisim Black's music. Uh, I, I am a big fan of the Hashem Melech selection in general. Obviously, Gad Elbaz does an incredible job with it, but then adding in the Nisim Black... And uh, they dubbed it Hashem Alch 2.0, so go ahead and check that out. It's on YouTube. It's all over. And again, Nisim will be in studio with Nachum tomorrow at 7.45 a.m. on JM and AM, so make sure to check that out. But here we are with Joanna Shepson. She uh, spoke with the representative at Kav Lenaor, a great organization in Israel, and you have an opportunity to run the Jerusalem Marathon with them, so go check out their website, kavlinaor.org. That's kav, K-A-V, Lenaor, L-N-O-A-R.org for more information on that. But I'll turn it over to Joanna right now. Thank you, Yoni. So last week we had a chance to start talking about the upcoming Jerusalem Marathon, which is going to take place on March 17th. And there are a lot of really worthy causes based in Jerusalem that are going to be using the marathon as an opportunity to promote the special things that they do in the city. So I'm now sitting with Sharon Pfeiffer, the Community Education Coordinator for Kavla Noir. She's going to tell us a little bit about what Kavla Noir is and tell us how you can get involved in running for Kavla Noir at the marathon. So hi, Sharon. How are you? Hi, Joanna. How are you? It's nice to, nice to meet you, get to know you today. Um, I, I'm just going to tell a little bit about myself, and then I'll, I'll tell you about Kavlanor. I came in Aliyah in 1983. I came here with three children, and we went through the usual adjustments uh, of Aliyah. I went on to have several more children, and when my fourth child was in uh, eighth grade, he wasn't accepted to any of the high schools that he wanted to go to. And I'm going to cut it short and just tell you we had a very difficult time with him getting him into school and keeping him in school and the fact that uh, he had some learning disabilities and there were many piguim going on at the time, he found it very difficult. So he found himself uh, in 10th grade, out of school, he was 16 years old, and he went to Shalim to get his two dots ahead on his birthday and there was a pikua in town that he witnessed. Eventually, he did, go to, he did get into a high school. He went to school, but from that point on, everything went downhill. He just did not believe in himself. He thought he was a failure. The emotional aspect of seeing that pikua was very difficult for him. And so he started smoking, he started drinking, he started hanging out in the street. There were other drugs involved, there were, the police were involved. And it took a tremendous amount of work on my part to, and, my, and my husband's to help him get through those couple of teenage years. Now, now did Kavlinor exist at that time? Kavlinor did not exist. And we went everywhere we could. We spoke to psychologists, we spoke to rabbis, we spoke to youth counselors. We had we tried to get all the help that he could. We tried on our own to get him a mentor. And that would have worked if there was a place like Kavlinora that was supervising him and helping him out. Eventually, thank God, you know, he we did get him through it. But I just was wishing there was some place that we could turn to. And once he was actually settled in the army, that's when I heard about Kavlinar. And I 
went to find out what is this place. I heard they have some kind of mentoring program, Big Brother program, maybe some counseling, and I called up. There was only a few people working in a small mentoring program, and I said, I want to help. So many of the tourists listening now will, won't even realize that they walk past Kavlanor very often. The main offices are based on Karen Hayasod. Um, and tell us a little bit about what Kavlanor does today and the different programs they have. Okay. So basically we're a family counseling center, and uh, families come in and they have a, a, an intake, and they wanna, they'll, tell, they'll say such and such child... My child is 10 years old, my child is 12 years old, my child is 14 years old. And they'll say, he has no friends, he just sits in the house and stares at the computer all day long. Or they'll say, um, he's 15 and he hangs out in the street and he's drinking and I don't like his friends and he talks back to us. Or they'll talk about uh, learning disabilities and he's failing in school and he's unhappy and he's depressed. There's the full range of problems. Or it will be uh, a divorced couple that comes in or just the mother where the father has nothing to do with the family, and the kids are struggling. Uh, we also have New Olim. That's how we started out with New Olim. We also have New Olim, who's, you know, who's cho- where their children are struggling. So for some families, we do a holistic approach. For some families, we find uh, counseling for the parents and a mentoring relationship, big brother, big sister relationship with the child is the best, is the best thing. That's what works. So we're working with both the family uh, and the child at the same time. And you have a, a program where you mentor the mentors to prepare them. Yes, all, all mentors are very carefully um, selected. We, we match the mentors with the child like a shidduch, based on um, similar interests, similar backgrounds. They don't live usually, that don't, they live nearby, so it's not a, you know, it's, they, they understand each other, and it really is like a big brother, big sister relationship. And it's a friend, friendly relationship rather than a therapeutic relationship where so there's, there's less of a stigma involved for the child. They're just going and doing fun things. They're going to the pizza shop. They're going to do some kind of art project together. They're going to a park. They're going to play ball together, depending. You know, we do it's bo- both boys and girls. So ultimately they're feeling accepted and they're feeling loved and they're, it, it has a positive effect. The, the mentor acts as a positive role model. And now, what do the services cost? Are these services free? Is there a charge for them? It's based on a sliding fee scale. Each family comes in and they they pay a certain amount for an intake. And then they are given a financial assessment form. And uh, they have to pay a certain fee for the counseling, a certain fee for the mentoring. And But Kavanaugh is it's heavily subsidized. So that's now, let's, let's segue into the marathon and how people who are listening to the show can get involved in raising money um, for families that are benefiting from Kavlanora's services. So tell me a little bit about how, what is the plan for the marathon for Kavlanora runners and how it's a little bit different than the other charities who are doing charity runs. Okay. We've been doing the marathon now. This is our sixth year. And uh, we, you know, we've, up until now we've had runners who are involved with Kavlanor. There are donors or are people who work here or friends, you know, supporters of Kavlanor who come and try and raise a little money. And we love all these other organizations that are around who are recruiting runners from all over the place and we don't want to compete with them. So uh, this year we decided in order to help us raise money, we're going to try a different race, which is a family race. 
It's 1.7 kilometer. And we're hoping to involve, we have a few families, we'd like about 10 or 15 more families to come and join us and walk the one, one point, or walk or run or come with your baby carriages, whatever is good for you. Get your kids involved, walk this 1.7 kilometer race and try to raise a few hundred shekel for Kavanaugh. And, uh, you know, and hopefully your family can help another family. That's fantastic. And people who sign up, they'll receive T-shirts that, uh, that say Kavlanoar. And tell us a little bit about what those T-shirts are going to say, because they actually also mention the Givati Brigade. Okay. So um, last year, we teamed up with the Givati, uh, Givati uh, Brigade of the Chayalim of the, of the uh, IDF. And uh, they are running with us. And they ran with us last year, and they'll be running with us again this year. So the T-shirts will say... There will be purple T-shirts for Givati's color is purple, and uh, they will say, you know, Kavla Noir runs, uh, Givati runs with uh, Kavla Noir, uh, uh, you know, you, uh, I don't even remember what it says, youth, kids, something like that. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. so so everyone who signs up to run with Kavla Noir, they'll get a number, and they'll get a medal at the end of running, and the... What makes it unique is the families can walk or run together, families pushing strollers, as you mentioned. So it's a really great family opportunity, and they're lot, there isn't uh, an amount that they're looking for specifically. They just want families to raise money that are going to go to help other Kavlanoa families. Um, so now just tell us one more quick thing about there are some rabbis who are going to be running also for Kavlanoa. What is that? Yes, we have a fundraising campaign in America that our representative in America, uh, his name is Mayor Kaniel, has organized. It's called Rabbis Can Run, and he's recruited three rabbis from uh, different places, uh, different cities in North America, and they'll be running for Kavla Noir. They are raising money from their family and friends and from their congregations. They're all shul rabbis, and uh, that we'll be bringing them to Israel and they'll be in the marathon, running in the marathon with us with our Kavlanoar Kibati purple T-shirts. And they'll, you know, they'll stay here for a Shabbaton. Uh, and then also, it's it's always important to mention the, the pasta party, because everybody throws a pasta party the night before the marathon. So families who sign up and raise money for Kavlanoar are invited to come to the Kavlanoar headquarters for a pasta party the night before. One other quick story that I just want to share with the listeners. I came today to meet with Donnie Yamini, who's the CEO of Kavlanor, and with Sharon. And as I sat down, Donnie says, you look so familiar. And I said, you know, you also look familiar. But we continued talking and talking about Kavlanor and didn't realize the connection till I mentioned Los Angeles, where he said, I was the Aliyah Shaliyah in 2007. And I said, I made Aliyah in 2007. Now I remember you were the Shaliyah who convinced us, who said to us, Take a chance, make Aliyah. We were thinking of coming for the year, and you said, "Why not make Aliyah? If it doesn't work out, you'll come back." It's all your state of mind, and I, that that message sticks in my head. And I walked in, and I get to meet him again in person ten years later. is pretty incredible. It just shows you that there are some wonderful, wonderful people involved in in different amutot in Jerusalem. And I just feel honored that I get to re-meet everyone. So I just want to thank Sharon very much and tell everyone that if you'd like to sign up to join, to run with Kav Lenoir, you should send an email to Kav Lenoir, K-A-V-L-N-O-A-R, at funinjerusalem.com. And on the website, we'll have a link also to their sign-up page. So thank you so much, Sharon. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you at the marathon. See you there. Now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna. Again, kavlanoar.org. That's K-A-V-L-N-O-A-R.org. 
And uh, they have uh, buttons on their page where you could go check them out for the Jerusalem Marathon if you'd like to run with them. A great organization. So I encourage anyone that still wants to run in the marathon but doesn't have an organization to run with, go ahead and check them out. More coming up on Bite Size. You're tuned in to the Nachum Siegel Network.
of Simcha Liner's SL2 album as we wrap up Bite Size here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I know you're all waiting for Ford at the door. 
America, Israel, everyone's favorite segment. But unfortunately, this week, Jamie is not with us. And it's <laughs> actually a terrible way of saying it. Jamie's, Jamie's just not here in studio today. Um, and we couldn't arrange for Ford of the Door to take place. But don't worry, it'll be back soon. I, I still should give Jamie her proper credit, as I usually do, so I will right now. First, I'd like to thank you all for spending the last two hours here with me on the Nachum Siegel Network. Here's Jamie's shout-out. A reminder, you can check us out all over social media on Facebook, Nachum Siegel Network, on Twitter, at Nachum Siegel Net, and on Instagram, Nachum Siegel Network. If you haven't yet, you're expecting me to say download the NSN app, but first, if you haven't yet checked out the NSN Kosher Halftime Show, go ahead and do so. It's on YouTube. It's on our homepage. It's on our Facebook page, the Kosher Halftime Show, starring Arye Kunstler, a fantastic performance at Courtside Grill that took place the week before the Super Bowl. But the Kosher Halftime Show, obviously, was played during halftime of the big game this past week. Go ahead, check it out, like it, share it, post it on your friend's wall. I promise you, it's a fantastic performance. I was there. The Anderson staff was there. And we all had good things to say, and that's not because we're biased. Okay, maybe we're a little biased, but he's actually... Incredible. So go ahead and check it out. Again, YouTube, Kosher Halftime Show 2017. It was starring Arya Kunstler. Like it, share it, post it all over the place. We would certainly appreciate that. And again, if you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, I'm not sure what you're doing at this point. Go ahead, download the NSN app, Google Play Store, Apple Store, so you can get all of our content while on the run. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a good day and remind you that the bite size is the right size.